Texas A&M is after a handful of talented quarterbacks in the 2025 class. Which one should Aggie fans want? You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in to Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. It is a recruiting episode here at Locked On Aggies, so I got to tell you about our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. If you're recruiting employees, there's no better place to go do it than LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. I love how easy it is to connect you, your small or large business, looking for people to hire and the people that you're looking for, it puts them right there in front of you. Qualified candidates, it's so easy. It makes the pool for who you're searching for really, really easy to find. I love LinkedIn. It is the best place to go find places for your job searches. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. So we're joined as we will be going forward every Friday by Locked On Recruiting Expert Brian Smith. Brian, how are you doing today? Doing well, sir. How about yourself? Pretty good. It's you know we got some fun names to talk about today, some quarterbacks to talk about today. So um some some good stuff to run through here. And um and Brian, we'll get straight on into it. You know we talked about Antoine Hill Jr. last time you were on, uh, last Friday, or I believe it was Thursday, whatever day it was. But now to be on Fridays. You know, and a lot of folks in the comments said, you know, Andrew, we like Antoine Hill, but what about Hassan Longstreet, another talented quarterback in the 2025 class? Both of these guys are really good. Longstreet is the 153rd uh, player in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. Smaller quarterback, six foot and a half, which Brian, I'm always a big believer. Just say six foot one. No one's going to yell at you. Um, 185 pounds from Corona, California. So um, I just want to have, I mean, tell us about, Long Street, Brian, and then I think we should have a conversation about, hey, which one fits Texas A&M's system better? Well, let's start off with need for a fit. Um, most really good quarterback coaches will adjust, but there are some rather stubborn men in the in the sport as well. I don't know where Klein falls on that chart, but just going by the way he was and what he's coached at Kansas State, I think he needs a guy that can at least move a little bit and doesn't mind doing it. That being stated, I've seen Antoine play a few times. Great kid. He's got a cannon for an arm, but he's not the most mobile guy. He moves when he has to, and he does it fine, but I don't think that's his preference. Houston and Longstreet is a different guy altogether. Like Antoine's 6'5. Yeah. This kid might be six foot, six foot one that's out of California. And he runs all over the place, makes guys miss, steps up in the pocket, moves back, shakes guys just to get outside the pocket, and then will throw the football down the field. He is, he's not Johnny Manziel, but he plays in that style. Johnny was running back, playing quarterback. This kid could make throws that other people probably wouldn't even try because he's uh, – I know the comparison would be kind of like a shortstop or a second baseman. Yeah. He can throw from awkward angles. He doesn't have the same arm that Antoine Hill Jr. does. That kid's arm's ridiculous. But he gets the ball there, and he has really good touch on the balls down the field. I do need to see him have a, a stronger arm long-term to feel completely safe with him playing in the SEC against the Alabamas, Florida's, LSU's, Auburn's of the world. But that's the only thing left. 
he fits Klein a little better. So I kind of lean that direction. My only other concern, I guess you could say, well, how big is he going to get? But these college weight programs like do such a good job. I'm not that worried about that. Exactly. You know, and it's a good – that's a nice thing about recruiting at Texas A&M is we can, we can fight over do we want – which of these top 150 quarterbacks do we want to go right. after, you know. Um, and so I say that, you know, I cold open the show with like, well, which one should Texas A&M fans want? I, I, I'd take either one. But I, I just think that – you're right. When it comes to fit to the system, it's interesting. I mean, all you can really do for Coach Klein is look at what he did um, at Kansas State and look at the quarterbacks that you know he, he got. He went and got that um Avery Johnson kid um, who played in the bowl. Oh game. yeah, he's athletic. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So it's almost like because Will Howard. Now I'm not discrediting his athleticism he could get out and he could move a little bit he could run but i mean i would i put him in the similar category to connor wigman athletic enough to get out and run but not a guy who's gonna have you know a ton of run plays drawn up and stuff like that unless it's a sneak of some kind so you know i mean and then i'll throw that question at you brian i mean looking at at, at texas a&m's current roster you have a wide array of quarterback styles you got connor wigman who like i said you could give a somewhat Will Howard comp. I mean, just in the fact that it's not a great comparison, but just when it comes to Coach Klein, you know, athletic enough to run, great arm, um, strong arm, makes arm talent, make good throws. Then you got Jalen Henderson and Marcel Reed. Those two are the more athletic guys. They can run. They both still got good arms. That, that surprised me. I thought these were going to be the type of guys, hey, we can run the ball, uh, but what can we do with our arms? Seeing both of them, I was extremely impressed with the arm with the arm talent there. And then you got the freshman, Miles O'Neill, who's got a cannon. I talked about him, Brian. Uh, you and I discussed him a little bit, but I talked about him on a show the other day. And, and I, I just wa uh, watched more and more tape. And I'm like, how does he do that? I mean, it's in, you know, I mean, he's a big guy, 265. But I guess what I'm getting at here is, you know, I think that, like you said, Ant I, I just, I lean Antoine Hill as the guy that I think I, I would want, um, just based on, the arm strength and, and fit to what coach Klein wants to do. So, I mean, Brian, let me ask you this question. When it comes to these two guys, if, if you had to say, I think this guy ends up there, you know, we're not sure either of them will, but if you had to pick one that you would lean toward, maybe ended up at AM, which of these two would it be? Ooh, uh, this really in the process, that's hard to say. I don't know yeah. as much about the California kid. And who he's really trying to look at. It's hard to project Cali kids, yeah. especially now with the Big Ten being swallowing up all the key schools in the Pac-12. I don't like touching that with a 10-foot pole. Antoine's recruitment's really wild because he committed early, then a bunch of other schools filled up. His options are pretty low. Mm. So I would say it's more likely A&M for him just because he doesn't have as many on his list. But at the same time, neither one of them is a Texas kid, so yeah. there's no slam dunk here. Exactly. And, you know, that's an interesting question. I mean – uh, so, because I'm going to get into like where are we at in this recruiting process a little bit later, but while you bring that up, I mean, so you say we're late in this. Or, or, I'm sorry, let me let me rephrase that. I'm not putting words in your mouth. You say that you know Hill's got not a ton of options. I mean, ranked where he is, the talent he has. You're telling me if if he calls, he says, "Hey, I'm coming." That like folks won't be like, "Okay, you know, here you go." I mean, what's that kind of? What is that process like? Knowing how talented he is. It's just because so many other quarterbacks have already made a pledge. Yeah. And a lot of schools are already committed to that one player and they're not taking a second quarterback. It's just math. Yeah. It's nothing against Antoine. It's just 
Quarterback's different. Most schools will take a second quarterback about once every fifth year, you know, and that's it. And Georgia's not going after him. Uh, Bama is not going that direction, I don't think. Auburn's not. Florida could be a school that's kind of around or whatever, but we'll see. It's it's just bizarre with his recruitment. So every now and then it just doesn't work out the way you would think. Why that is, I don't know. I mean, even Miami's got a quarterback they've had committed for about a year. There was a kid who was a junior. It's it's crazy. Yeah, and you know, you that's a great point. I'm kind of sitting here thinking, there's one quarterback. More times than not, your class is going to have one quarterback. Offensive line, defensive line, uh, the secondary. You can have four or five guys in a recruiting class to where, hey, we'll always take one more if we got room for you. But quarterback, you're right. I mean, there's one guy. So I, I you know, that you, you clear that up for me. It's like it makes sense. We're getting to a point where a lot of these top guys have picked their home, and that's where they're going to go. So, um, but these are the two quarterbacks. Go ahead and let, let us know in the comments uh, which would you prefer to end up at Texas A&M. I'd take either because they're both really good. But <laughs> let me know in the yeah. comments if you could pick one which you'd rather have end up at Texas A&M. So we've got a ton of names to talk about here that either recently visited Texas A&M or are coming on visit soon. And we'll talk about all those recruits coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I got to tell you about our new friends over at Ibotta. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys so you can make sure you are beating inflation no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. So you can buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you're dying to go for, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Hey, I would, you know, there's some, there's some times I'm like, man, I need, I need to go get this for dinner. You know, I mean, there's there's always something you're craving. That hit me. That hit me because it's like that happens about once a week, once a month. And, and there you go. Don't feel bad about it. If you want it, you don't want to cook at home, you want to go get something, you're gonna get some money back with Ibotta. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. So, Brian, we got a lot of names to run through. And then the name that you said um, you wanted to start here with, it was and, and Armstrong. G- give me give me a run at that first name. Let me know how, how you'd say it. I don't want to I don't want to butcher it. Well, I don't know how well I will do either. Oh, then I just put you on the spot. no, 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 no. It, it's it's okay because look, I I deal with this all the time because you don't meet the kid and you're just yeah. trying to get it right. But Kiati. Armstrong. That's I don't what know I would have that. said. Scotty Armstrong. Six. I don't know if that's right, but man, what an athlete he is! I know that's right, mm-hmm. and that's the bottom line. Uh, this is a, a kid that can play edge, yeah. strong side, tight end, flex tight end, and is just a football player. If you don't like his film, you and I probably wouldn't get along because it's pretty easy to enjoy it, whether he's playing on offense or defense, and he does definitely play both. So A and M and everybody in the free world is recruiting him. AM seems to be kind of trending. And this is the guy that, you know, 
I think most schools would probably rather have him on defense. Yeah. But A&M gets so many defensive guys. There's the kind of the exception to the rule. They might take him as a flex, and uh, that might be the best decision for them. Yeah, so he is um, ranked as the 94th player in the class, six foot six, 248-pound uh, player from Jasper, Texas. Um, visit stuff, you know, going on. So, Brian, here's my question for you on Armstrong is, you know, he – a guy like that, and I – he can play tight end. He can play. He can come off the edge. Whatever what he can do, you know. When you recruit a player, what goes into these conversations? Because obviously, we just went through this with Terry Bossy. Same, and we talked with him the other day. Same thing, you know. Of course, he's a player who can play. If it's a position on the football field, Terry Bossy can play it. And you know, a guy like Armstrong. Do you in a recruiting meeting? Do you say like, "Hey, we're going to play you here," or do you say, "Let's get you to campus and, and really see what fits"? Or do you think that kind of just depends on the player? I think it depends on the player because some kids will tell you either you recruit me at this spot or you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Recruiting is the one time that recruits and then eventually players have all the leverage. Uh, there's a few exceptions. If it's an All-American player or something like that, you know, a kid gets in trouble that's an All-American, his suspension is likely shorter than the kid that's on the end of the bench. It'll never change Yeah, because you're screwing the whole team if he doesn't play. So they got leverage there. That's That's the only other time. Kids like this that have position flexibility, have the traditional height weight you're looking for at multiple positions, and he's nimble in space, yeah, that's a pretty good sign that he's going to be able to call schools and say, I want to play offense or defense if he comes to that. And I don't know him, but if he wanted to play one over the other, you got to recruit him that way or you're out because yeah. he, he's got so many other options. Exactly. Exactly. So um, now we're going to go through a couple receivers. The first here is Caleb Cunningham, five-star, ranked 11th in the class in, in um, on 24-7 Sports Composite, 6'3", 180 pounds. Love that. That is like my favorite height and weight for a receiver. Um, you know, same thing, visit, visit stuff going on with him. And he's a player that, you know, we're still early on some players like this, but I mean – does Texas a have a shot here? What's a player like this? What do you think about him? Well, he's probably going to stay closer to home, but that's why the visit's so important. Anytime you're trying to get like a Mississippi, Alabama kid, those states, yeah. those kids, it's hard. But he's a five-star, arguably the best receiver in the class of 25. You find out on the visit. Either it'll be a yay or a nay for AM. And that's fine. If you shoot your shot and it's an air ball, it is what it is. You still not, you know, if you're any of the coaches, it's the university's money you're spending to bring that kid in for an official or whatever. So who cares? Yeah. And he's going to go check out AM. And like they've got a Kylan Deers, another kid from Mississippi that's an elite player that I saw at Under Armour this past weekend. He's going to fly in. Mississippi kids don't typically go to AM, but they do recruit the state. Mm -hmm. You got to find out. One way or the other, you're going to you're going to know. If you can get them in early, though, you you'd really rather do that instead of wasting all your time and running off other recruits. Because they can recruit 98% of their kids from the state of Texas. Yeah. And you're in pretty good shape. But we're talking about elite player. Like Mississippi is loaded this year at the top. Yeah. And the best player in the state might be Caleb. So yeah, you gotta you gotta go for it. Ole Miss or Mississippi State, depending on who you talk to, is the favorite there. Yeah, I've seen some crystal balls in favor of Mississippi State. And they seem like they even came after the new staff came in. So good for that new staff making put in work there. But you know. I guess I got another just general recruiting question since, you know, we're going to start having you on all the time. I think what I want to know is like, does a player like this just come to Texas saying like, do they do this for craps and giggles? Or, I mean, if they're going on a visit, 
is there genuine interest there? I, I know there's different cases, but like, what are your thoughts on that? Well, everybody's curious about the facilities that a and supposed to have. Mm-hmm. That's, and it's, you know, it's out in the middle of nowhere. Like college station is not exactly in a metropolis. So it's a unique place. And some of the kids are curious about it and they see a game and all the people going crazy, the weird chants and stuff they have during the game and all that compared to whatever everybody else. It's a very unique place. I think kids are just intrigued and that's credit to A&M. So that's fine. If a kid from Florida visits, great. If it's a kid from Tennessee, great. If it's a kid from Mississippi, great. Is he good? Yeah. The kids they recruit out of state are typically top 100 to, to up 150 because they don't have to recruit out of state. No, no, they don't. You know, I just get a couple of kids, maybe one kid from Louisiana, one from Mississippi, one from Oklahoma, we're done. You know what I mean? It's because everybody else in state. So, yeah. The out of state kids, I think it's just intrigue. Exactly. No, you're right about that. Um, so, I got a player here, and this is a, you know, a top six list, which I don't know where you stand on these lists. At least uh, top six, at least there's some credibility that when we're talking top 816. Yeah. The, the ones that are 12 and 15 irritate me. Yeah. yeah. I, me too. It's like, and I'll see articles about it. It's like top, uh, this guy right. listed in the top 42. It's like, tell me when it's like top five, then, then, then we'll, we'll talk about it. Top six too. But a kid, a corner, uh, Kobe Sellers, 5'11 and a half. Once again, Brian, I'm going to keep saying it. Just say you're six foot. I'm tired of this. I'm a big believer in that. As someone who is six five and a half, I always say, I'm 6'6". Six, six. It just, it irks me. It's like, come on, no one's going to yell at you if you go, if you go half an inch up. But cornerback, um, put Texas A&M in his top six, 142nd player in the class. Um, another Texas kid, which is funny, six of the eight names I have on this list are Texas kids. Um, so, but Sellers, I mean, once again, it seems still early, just recently put out his top six thoughts on him. Well, this is a situation where A&M's got some pretty good recent history with corners, historically good with corners. I don't know enough about him to say for sure that they're like the leader or whatever, but if you're a defensive player in general, A&M's history alone, and then you add the coaching staff that's now on campus, including the head coach being a defensive minded guy. If they don't end up in the top three for these kind of kids, just and I'm not picking on sellers, but there's something wrong. It's not hard to sell AM academically, the facilities, and the head coach is a defensive guy that's proven who's been there before. This should not be hard. Exactly. Sellers is one of the kids, like he's got AM on his short list, but this should be the norm. That's the bigger picture here. If they're going to compete in the SEC, especially with Oklahoma and Texas coming in, their goal is not to just be good. It's to finally get to that national title level. They've had the defenses. Well, you need to still have them while you're adding guys like I assume once again that Armstrong's going to play flex if they get it. Add a few more offensive weapons so they'll get better. But they got to keep the defense at a high high level because there's just not much room for error, man. These teams are scoring like crazy. This is the difference between winning and losing. Corner. You don't recruit corner well, you're done. The teams that go to the playoff have first and second round draft picks the next two years at corner. This is one of those guys that can do that. You need guys in coverage and linebackers, like same kind of thing. If they can't cover, AM's going to be in the running for them. They should be able to get these kind of players. Sellers is another one of those guys in the front seven or as a nickel, whatever he, they end up playing him at. It's not going to matter. Really athletic kids like this, you got to get them. If you're an in state, too, obviously, you don't want to lose a lot of those. Exactly. You're right. We're going to talk about one. And of course, you know, Sellers is at a position of need. Texas AM 
position of need when it comes to good players. Texas A&M had a ton of guys that we thought were talented, and then, oh, the position was just about awful last year. I don't have a better <laughs> word. Like, just, like you said, Brian, you watched the, you were on the field for the Miami Texas uh, game. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Miami destroyed their secondary. That Yeah, precisely. So we got to fix that. So hopefully Sellers is a player to start. Uh, you know, you can land and, and can do that. So we're going to talk about one more recruit and one recent commit, and we'll do that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, we got to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get $150 of bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. There's a lot going on. I always say, you know, hockey, you can bet a little shots on goal. Parlay is always a little fun if you're into that kind of thing. You got baseball coming up. Of course, college baseball is back. I hit a college baseball parlay the other day. It's very simple. Just bet on the SEC to beat the non-SEC teams. It tends to work out. MLB is coming back. Pitchers and reporters, our pitchers and catchers are at camp. Hitters are there too. Uh, baseball is almost back, which is very exciting. I, I can't wait. Um, there's a ton on FanDuel, a ton of sports. I know we're sad football's over and it hurts every day when I wake up. I have to remember that. But there's a ton of fun things to still bet on going on. You can bet on all NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and a ton more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sports partner of the NBA and the Locked On Podcast Network. So one more guy I want to talk about, Brian, and then I'm going to let you tell me about a commit, a current commit. So tell me about this offensive tackle. Now, this is interesting to me. Uh, so Ty Haywood, he, he's, uh, you know, visit stuff coming up, ranks as the 39th player in the class from um, Denton, Texas, to 24-7 uh, sports, top, you know, 50 player. 6'6", six, six, right? Okay. Okay. 270. And, um, you know, that's that's just always interesting to me. Interesting to me when you see a tackle like that at such a lightweight. So Brian, Brian, tell me about this guy. Thoughts on the top fifty offensive linemen? Which hey, we could use them. A and M definitely needs O line help. Uh, one with corners, they need droves of both. Yeah, this is a kid that's got a lot of upside. He still has to add weight. Yeah, I'm sure that's what you're alluding to. But that's easy. It's easier to yeah. go up than it yeah. is to go down. And he has to feet. Uh, he could play tackle. He could play guard if you really wanted to, if you know, depending how big he gets. But some of these kids put on 30 pounds in, in four months. So I don't really worry about the weight. I worry about length, which he has. I worry about the natural height, which he has. Listed as 6'6", so he's probably 6'5". They'll yeah. figure it out. By the time he enrolls at you know UT or A&M or Oklahoma or wherever he goes, he'll be 295. That's just kind of how that works. And they'll be okay. Uh, as for his recruitment, it's it's the who's who. It's the same suspects you would imagine LSU and Oklahoma and A&M, et cetera, are going after him. He'll probably be able to make his decision a little later because he's such a good player. But O-linemen tend to commit early, and I, I'm sure that Elko and his staff would like to get somebody like Haywood in the fold early that kind of helps them bolster not only the roster but get the other O-linemen to come. They need a really good O-line class a couple years in a row to get to the level that like Georgia and some of these other schools they aspire to be are like. This is the kind of kid you can't let out of your state because Alabama and Georgia and schools like that are always getting these Dallas area kids. He yeah. lives about 15 minutes from Dallas. You have to be able to keep these kids home. Yeah, you're right about that. And, you know, um, uh, somebody close to a Blake Ivy, 
Texas A&M um, current offensive lineman commented. I'm watching the show. Hope hope uh, they're still tuned in here watching. But commented because I was talking about Blake and a uh, uh, tackle listed at 280. And I'm like, you know, he's gonna have to to get that up, which which is still you know, I mean, he's gonna put they're gonna put some weight on him. But like you said, the long arms. That was the comment they said. Um, he, he's got some of the longest arms, and that matters. You know, it just does. I mean, but I played offensive line. I have like short arms, and it was. I mean, that's why you know, I you know, it, it's hard when you got short arms playing offensive yeah. line. So, a kid having long arms like Blake Ivy does, uh, current sure. Texas A&M player, and then uh, Ty Haywood. You know, it makes sense. And, and like you said, it's a position of need. So, Brian, before we call today, I want to ask you about DeAndre Ryden, the running back recently committed just a couple days ago. Ranked as the 216th player in the class on the composite rankings from DeSoto, Texas, 5'10", 195. Brian, thoughts on him? Well, this is a traditional running back. He could be a three-down guy because he can catch, yeah. play between the tackles and outside. Wouldn't say he's a pure burner, wouldn't say he's a pure power guy, but he has one trait that drives me nuts that other guys don't have. When you're in the hole as a running back, you have one job. You have to make the first guy miss. Yeah. So many guys are even more physically talented than this kid couldn't make my dead grandmother miss. Yeah. This kid bounces off a guy. He finds a way to make it happen. And it doesn't matter if it gets hit low, high, gets two guys on him. He seems to fall forward. I love that about him. He's going to be a very consistent running back. This is what the NFL looks for, yeah. a three down back. If you're getting kids like that and he's, he's from the Dallas area again, that's always a good thing. Yeah, That's how you win football games. No, you're right about that. I had you'll appreciate this, Brian. I had a Texas fan comment, which I a lot of Texas listeners, which I appreciate. Um, them always being here. It's part of the fun of what makes a rivalry special, especially now that Texas is back in the SEC. But I had a Texas fan comment. You know, when I talked about Ryden, I went through his offer list. You know, not the whole thing, but just some some highlights, some top schools, uh, or you know, the, the good schools. And I was like, you know, Texas, blah blah blah. Read the schools, and somebody and somebody commented. You know, he's not a Texas take. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, who would want a top 250 kid? I mean, who would, I mean, who would want that? So I, I, uh, I thought that was funny comment. Like, yeah, nobody wants a top 215 recruit. Who would want that? But I'm not going to get into that. You know, so many people think they're insiders and have no idea. Yeah. Maybe, well, it is, it, but like, come on. I just thought it was funny. Cause it's like, I mean, you're trying to make me not excited about a top 250 recruit. If I was out here saying this about a, you know the number 900 kid, you can give me a hard time. That's fine. We're talking a 200, a top 250 uh, player, which I just thought was so funny. I thought you'd appreciate that. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Aggies. Brian, you're going to be here every Friday with me going forward. But you know, where can people check out everything you got going on recruiting wise? At FB Scout underscore Florida, there's a lot of stuff from the recent Atlanta Under Armour camp videos, comments, etc. I do work with Miami, Auburn, and all over the South. So I'll probably be at the Under Armour camp down in Houston coming up pretty soon. So I'm all over the place, buddy. Perfect. Awesome. Well, Brian, as always, we appreciate it. We'll see you next week. But that is going to do it for this week here at Locked on Aggies. Everybody have a great weekend, and we will see you next time.